Welcome to our daily podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor here at Trinity, and I'm going to read a passage from Psalm 72 today and then say a prayer. And then we're just going to today actually say a few things about God, things that we should note about our God that may give us confidence and courage as we walk through the day. It's a beautiful portion of Psalm 72. The poet says, Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to a king's son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. May the mountains yield prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the needy, and crush the oppressor. May he live while the sun endures, and as long as the moon throughout all generations. May he be like the rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In his days may righteousness flourish and peace abound until the moon is no more. May he have dominion from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. May his foes bow down before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of the isles render him tribute. May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all the kings fall down before him, all nations give him service. For he delivers the needy when they call. The poor, those who have no helper, he has pity on the weak and the needy. He saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence, he redeems their life. And precious is their blood in his sight. Skipping down, the poet continues, May there be abundance of grain in the land. May it wave on the tops of the mountains. May its fruit be like Lebanon. And may the people blossom in the cities like the grass of the field. May his name endure forever. His fame continue as long as the sun. May all nations be blessed in him. May they pronounce him happy. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, we pray that you would help us to see truth today. God, the the reality for many of us is when we hear poetic language, we sometimes lose the power of what's actually being said. So help us to see what's actually being said here. In Jesus' name, amen. I love this thing. Uh, poetry was not always my favorite. Uh, as I get older, I think I appreciate poetry more because it gives language to cries of the heart, things that we should be feeling or thinking, or maybe things we are thinking, but we didn't know it. Uh, poetry helps kind of mine it out a little. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to try to see in this beautiful, exuberant, and poetic language what is being said. Because there are things being said here that I think are worthy of your consideration. Number one, the poet says, God, and I'm attributing the kingly poem and the prayer to uh, uh, ultimately a poem about God, the heart and nature of God, would have also at the time probably been attributed to an actual king. But we're, we're going to aim this in God's direction. Number one, God judges with righteousness and justice, and that righteousness creates security and prosperity. Uh, the secure places in your life and mine are there because of the justice and righteousness of God. Do you know that prosperity emerges when there's security, and security uh, is established when there is righteousness, when someone is doing right? God is able to secure a secure or secure a real and truly restful place for you. Uh, the flourishing in your life and mine are there because God is able to make room for us. This is true in our lives. Shalom, that Jewish idea of peace, uh, is found when the poor are defended and not left to fend for themselves. And so we see here the picture of a king who is good and righteous, and because of that, people under him, his authority, are able to be secure. 
The second thing we see in this poem is that God renews the world through kindness. This idea of stars and the illuminating power of stars, the directional life-giving power of stars uh, being attributed to the king and in this instance attributed to God means that the direction of your life, uh, the orientation, the illumination of life actually comes because of the kindness of God. But it, it goes further. I love how the poet says, rain falling on mown grass. And there's such a beautiful picture there. of It's the job of humans to mow the grass, but it's the job of God to rain on the mown grass and bring life that is sustained. Without rain, nothing is sustained. And so here we see a picture of God uh, renewing people, of authority that is godly renewing people. We mow, God sends the rain. God renews the world. The third thing we see here is that God is able uh, to exercise authority and dominion. He possesses power and uses it wisely. And we're living in a, a, a strange time now to where oftentimes now power as a concept is no longer neutral. Uh, historically, power has been understood. It, could, it, it was a neutral thing. It could go in a good direction or a bad direction. Now we oftentimes see power in only a negative light, and yet here we're reminded that the power of the king and the ultimate king, our God, is uh, not inherently evil, but is actually really good and really restorative. Uh, it can renew. And so God's authority and dominion um, causes us who serve under him to give him tribute, to render tribute and honor to him. And I have found myself lately um, more and more looking to give to God glory for his power and authority in my life. I have found myself asking God for his dominion to extend into my life, further and further into my life, that I would bend my knee and find my security in him and under him. And my responsibility and yours when God demonstrates his authority is to render tribute, to say, God, you are powerful and good, and I give you, um, I give you that which you're due, worship, worthship. Uh, I render worth to you. I remember a number of years ago, there was a terribly sacrilegious movie uh, where in the movie, the church was rebranding Jesus because they didn't think people were, were into the authority of God. So they rebranded Jesus uh, and called it Buddy, called him Buddy Jesus. And I just want to say Jesus is wonderful, but Jesus is not uh, to be trifled with. God is not to be taken for granted. There is a sense in which the dominion of God gives me space to live my life. And so in a moment like this, reading a poem, a psalm like this, I remember that God is full of dominion and I need to give him uh, that which is due his name. I need to submit to him. Fourthly, not only is God powerful, but he is responsive. The fourth thing we see here is that God is responsive to our prayers, that he's not actually aloof from human need. And, and I'll tell you, one could be forgiven for thinking, well, Lord, if you're full of dominion, then maybe you don't have time for people like me and specifically the pain that I might experience in my own day-to-day -day life. Well, here we see this wonderful um contrast. God is not only powerful and full of dominion, but he's also responsive to your needs and mine. So what that means is we're invited to bring our needs before a powerful God and he will listen to us. He's not far from us. The needy when they call are heard by God. He has pity on us and our weakness and in our vulnerability. He redeems us from oppression and violence. And there's this really interesting 
phrase in the in this psalm and precious precious is their blood in his sight this idea that even when we suffer injustice and die for it or suffer for it that that in and of itself god sees and acknowledges and it matters to god your hurts matter to god he is powerful and responsive and y'all we have to make room in our worldview for god to hold both of those things both his power and his responsiveness because they're both true and because of these things, these four things, uh, because of who God is, we as humans are able to flourish under his care. And here, here's the way it ends. May there be abundance of grain in the land. May it wave on the tops of the mountains. May its fruit be like Lebanon. Listen to this. And may people blossom in the cities like the grass of the field. May his name endure forever. His fame continue as long as the sun. I want to blossom in this city again. I know you do too. And so I believe it would do well for us, especially maybe now in the midst of a season of darkness and uncertainty, to remember who God is. Just because it's nighttime doesn't mean the sun's not up there. Just because we're living in a season of darkness, it does not mean that the light of God's reality has somehow ceased to exist. And so it's in times of darkness, times of obscurity, that I believe that we're called maybe more than ever before to be very intentional about what we believe about God. So I just want to say these four things again. God judges with righteousness, and that creates security for you. God renews the world through his kindness, like rain falling on a mown field. God exercises authority and dominion. He leverages power in redemptive, good, wonderful ways. And he calls you to offer and render tribute, worship, worthship to him. And finally, not only is he powerful, but God is responsive. I believe that if we'll spend some time meditating on these truths, we'll probably be uh, more and more likely to stay oriented during a season of profound disorientation. May God bless you and go with you. Thank you for listening today. Amen.